When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident Hempo-Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly internet radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 25th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle radio warren in an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is U.S. Army veteran and veteran outreach coordinator for Texas Normal, David Bass, who will be with me in just a few minutes. But first, bent double, like old beggars under sacks. Knock-kneed, coughing like hags, we cursed through sludge, till on the haunting flares we turned our backs and towards our distant rest began to trudge. Men marched asleep, many had lost their boots, but limped on, bloodshod. All went lame, all blind, drunk with fatigue, deaf even to the hoots of gas shells dropping softly behind. Gas, gas, quick, boys, an ecstasy of fumbling fitting the clumsy helmets just in time, but someone still was yelling out and stumbling and floundering like a man in fire or lime. Dim through the misty panes and thick green light under a green sea, I saw him drowning. In all my dreams before my helpless sight, he plunges at me, guttering, choking, drowning. If in some smothering dreams you two could pace behind the wagon that we flung him in and watch the white eyes writhing in his face, his hanging face like a devil sick of sin. If you could hear at every jolt the blood come gargling from forth corrupted lungs, obscene as cancer, bitter as the cud, of vile incurable sores on innocent tongues, my friend, you would not tell with such high zest to children ardent for some desperate glory. The old lie, dulce et decorum est, pro patria mori. That was a poem by Wilfred Owen M.C., who was an English poet and soldier and one of the leading poets of the First World War. Dulce et decorum est pro patria mori is a line from the Roman lyrical poet Horace's Odes. That line can be roughly translated into English as, It is sweet and glorious to die for one's country. 
So many have been required by duty to experience the horrors of war and to pursue such dubious glory, and it is imperative that after we ask them for such sacrifice, we provide our veterans the absolute best care and support available. It's said that we in America live among 21 million veterans, approximately 10% of whom are women. One of those veterans has joined me today, one who has rightly prioritized getting his fellow servicemen and women access to the resources they need. David Bass is a disabled U.S. Army major who retired in 2006 after 21 years of service, including action in Desert Storm and Operation Iraqi Freedom. When Bass returned from serving one year in Iraq with the 1st Cavalry Division, he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and prescribed a host of powerful pharmaceutical drugs. Bass is the Veterans Outreach Coordinator with Texas Chapter of National Organization of the Former Marijuana Laws, Normal. He's been gracious enough to join me today. Welcome, David, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Thanks so much for taking time out to be on the show. I'm glad to be here, Vivian. Thank you for inviting me. I'll have you know that my father fought in Korea for the U.S. Army. And while I might not support each and every conflict that we've been in in my lifetime, I want to begin by thanking you very strongly for your service to our country. Thank you, Vivian. David, I've got a standard first question that applies to just about all my guests, and I'll ask it of you as well. Did you start off a cannabis true believer, having been exposed to the herb in your youth or otherwise, or did you go through a cannabis conversion at some point along the way? And if so, what happened? Well, I used marijuana in high school back in the 70s, purely for recreational use. And then when I went on active duty with the military in 1985 is when they had started the urinalysis program. And so for uh, 21 years, I didn't even think about using marijuana while I was in the Army. And I saw a lot of soldiers, and I personally had to chapter some soldiers out of the Army for testing positive for marijuana while they were on active duty, because at that time we had the zero-tolerance policy. And so I didn't start using marijuana again until I got out of the Army, and I was using it for recreational purposes along with drinking, And then I noticed over a period of a couple of years that I started drinking less and using less of the psychotropic drugs for PTSD and less of the narcotic drugs for chronic pain, and I attributed that to cannabis. And so that's when I became a true believer in the powers of medical marijuana. And of course, you might have been self-medicating without even realizing it. Yes, I think so. And, you know, when I first got out of the Army, I was just smoking Mexican dirt weed, which was exactly what I'd been smoking in high school. Uh, But as I uh, got access to better cannabis, higher-grade cannabis, that's when I started noticing that I was drinking less and needing less pain medication. And at a certain point, I felt like I didn't need the psychotropic drugs anymore because by then I had started researching medical marijuana and understood that it could help PTSD. Talk to me about your work as Veteran Outreach Coordinator for National Organization Reform of Marijuana Laws, Texas. What does your work consist of? I assume it's volunteer work? Yes, it's volunteer work, and I joined Texas Normal in December 2012. And one of my very first experiences when I joined that night, I was standing at the information booth, and a Vietnam veteran came in with his service dog, and was explaining to the normal person working at the table that he had tested positive for THC at the veterans clinic, VA clinic, and they had kicked him out of his medication program for the chronic pain medications and the psychotropic medications, 
and demanded that he enroll in the drug abuse program. He was asking the Texas normal people how they could help him. And so I stood there and witnessed that conversation and realized this was a lot bigger than just me. And there was something I could do to help this veteran and other veterans and myself, which was uh, work really hard for medical marijuana in Texas. When you returned from Iraq and were diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, your doctors prescribed you some very strong psychotropic drugs, but after a while you flushed them down the toilet. Why? What was it about those drugs you didn't like? Well, we tried three different psychotropic drugs. The two primary psychotropic drugs approved by the FDA for PTSD are Zoloft and Paxil. And those had absolutely terrible side effects for me. I felt like I was a zombie. I couldn't really function as a normal human being. I had suicidal ideation, and I was very paranoid. It seemed like these drugs didn't help the paranoia. It seems like they added to the paranoia. And so I ended up on Prozac, and Prozac had its own terrible side effects, which was weight gain sexual impotence, and for me, suicidal ideation. And so I talked to my doctor about this, my psychiatrist at the VA in Temple, and he told me, well, look, we're not going to talk about you stopping using a psychotropic drug for at least two more years. And that's when I decided that I would just use cannabis at that point. You know, this is a very sensitive question, but I want to ask it of you anyway, David, and I'll understand if you wish to pass on it. We're experiencing as many as 22 veterans taking their lives each and every day, uh, you know, PTSD, pain, amputation, depression, so on, are very complex issues, especially for people returning from the theater of war. But do you think there's a possibility that these standard psychotropic drug regimens being routinely meted out to our returned veterans may factor into this alarming statistic? Are veterans being overprescribed these dangerous medications? Yes, there's no doubt because based on my own experience and talking to many veterans in Texas, once you get in this vicious cycle of taking the narcotic pain medications for chronic pain and the psychotropic drugs for PTSD and you're experiencing the side effects and you're experiencing addiction to the narcotic pain medications and a lot of soldiers uh, drink heavily because the Army is an alcohol culture where drinking is you know, encouraged in a lot of instances, uh, then you, you start feeling really hopeless and helpless because you think if this is the answer, it's not any better than the symptoms of the chronic pain and the PTSD. And so people lose hope is what happens. Yeah, a lot of people turn to alcohol for depression, but alcohol actually can increase depression, especially in the oh, long absolutely. term. absolutely. It's always the veterans I meet, it, it's alcohol, opiates, and psychotropic drugs all mixed together which, of course, can be a brutal combination when combined with the psychiatric effects of trauma. Oh, yes, and even the FDA and the VA agrees that these psychotropic drugs are not effective for many, many people who take them. Definitely not 100%. I don't think it's even 50%. Yeah, I mean, gosh, things are changing. You know, it's, it's going to be a while, but things are changing in a dramatic level that we just, frankly, we've never seen before, and it, it's pretty encouraging. Yes, even here in Texas, we're gathering momentum. We've started a veterans movement, and as the director of Veterans Outreach, I'm now working with veterans all over the state of Texas, and I have more veterans contacting me on a weekly basis now. And we link them up with the various organizations that belong to our coalition, 
We tell them how they can take positive action to change the laws in Texas, and it gives veterans brand new hope. It gives them a purpose. It gives them organizations to belong to in a very positive manner. And so in Texas, uh, veterans are leading the fight now for medical marijuana. Back in 2011, the Veterans Administration ruled that no veteran who is legally using marijuana in a state where marijuana is legal can be denied treatment at Veterans Administration hospitals. How has that gone? Has the VA honored that directive? Yes, they have. And here in Texas, we're seeing a lot of encouraging signs. Three years ago, I didn't know a single veteran who had admitted to his or her VA doctor in Texas that they used cannabis that didn't have a negative outcome. And now, approximately half of the veterans I talk to are straight up telling their VA doctors to their faces, I use marijuana and I'm not going to stop using marijuana. And a lot of the VA doctors in Texas are just noting that and then continuing the treatment. And we think it's because a lot of the VA doctors move around and a lot of the VA administrators move around from state to state. And so we believe one reason for this in Texas is because many of these doctors have worked in the medical marijuana states and they have seen the effectiveness of medical marijuana with their patients. And so they know that when a veteran looks them in the eye and says, I'm using medical marijuana, it helps me with my chronic pain, it helps me with PTSD, it helps me with traumatic brain injury, they know that veteran's not just BSing them, that veteran is actually witnessing a true event in their life. I am speaking with David Bass, Veteran Outreach Coordinator for Texas Normal. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws here from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with David Bass. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with David Bass from Texas Normal. David, this might seem at face value like a very counterintuitive question. 
But looking forward into the future, maybe a long ways, do you think that there will ever be a place for cannabis in combat? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, it's a really weird is, question, I realize. <laughs> well, this is what I do know. In Iraq, I was prescribed pain medication for my injuries that I had suffered on active duty before I deployed because being a soldier, a career soldier in the Army is, is like being a professional athlete and your body really gets beat up over the course of 15 or 20 or 30 years. And so when I was in the combat zone, my military doctor prescribed me Percocet and Vicodin for chronic pain and then also prescribed me Ambien to sleep because when you're in the combat zone, you're adrenalized all the time. You have real trouble sleeping. And so I became addicted uh, in the combat zone in Iraq to Ambien and very dependent on the pain medications just to function. And I'm not the only veteran who testifies to this. The, the Army for many years has prescribed medication to soldiers in the combat zone just to keep the soldiers functioning. And so, in my opinion, if I had been prescribed medical marijuana instead of Percocet and Vicodin and Ambien, the outcome would have been much better for me after a year of taking those drugs, and then when I came home, feeling very addicted and dependent on those drugs just to function. So I don't think it's a silly question to say that it would make more sense to prescribe medical marijuana in the combat zone and in peacetime rather than these narcotics and sleep aids and other drugs that soldiers are given. And of course, maybe CBD would be the answer, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a legitimate source of research in the future. Roger Rothman's 2014 book, Marijuana Nation, demonstrates that back in the 1960s and through the 70s, there was widespread cannabis use among the ranks of servicemen in particular at the time. How much has that changed today, and is there anyone championing cannabis in the military? How is that issue dealt with? When I joined in 1985 as a second lieutenant at Fort Gordon in the Signal Corps, my group of lieutenants were the very first that was tested with the Army's new urinalysis program. And at that point, there was zero tolerance. And we chaptered, we call it chaptered, we kicked out of the Army a whole lot of soldiers for using marijuana between the years 1985 and 1995. But... We were kicking so many soldiers out of the military, and, and they were many of them were really good soldiers, that the Army relaxed the zero-tolerance policy and went to something like a three-strikes rule because so many soldiers were routinely using marijuana. And so the Army has relaxed the marijuana rules a little bit, but still soldiers are routinely chaptered out of the Army for using marijuana. And I know in the combat zone in Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of soldiers were using hashish just to relieve the stress between missions. And, of course, probably to help them sleep as well. Absolutely, because, you know, the Army gave out tons of Ambien. That was like the drug of choice in the combat zone to help people Oh, sleep. man. Huh. Ambien is very, very addictive, and so, you know, I, I'm sure soldiers were saying, hey, I use hashish, and it's a hell of a lot better than Ambien and these other drugs. David, you're a veteran who has come home from war overseas. How does cannabis help you personally? I'm a 60% disabled, 30% for chronic pain, and 30% for PTSD, and now that I use really high-quality cannabis, 
I can't even remember the last time I took a hydrocodone pill for chronic pain. It's been many, many months, maybe a year or two. And I haven't used uh, psychotropic drugs since, I don't know, 2012. And so the bottom line is medical-grade cannabis controls my chronic pain and controls the symptoms of PTSD and lets me function as a perfectly normal person in society and uh, keeps me operating at a high level and being very productive. In your mind, what do you think the biggest misnomer or, or myth about the military is, or one of them anyway? I mean, you know, we've got 20 plus million veterans in our country, but we've got a lot of other people that haven't served that have a lot of illusions about service. Any ideas on any of those myths that might be uh, outdated or just plain wrong? Well, I just know it from my point of view as a soldier, but uh, sometimes we feel like that the public looks at us like we're trained killers, we're dangerous people, especially if we've been to Iraq or Afghanistan or Vietnam, and they kind of you know look at us warily. And that's kind of a, a myth because soldiers are not, you know, killers when they come back to society. They're very well-trained, professional people in most cases, 99% of the time. And so just to me, I think that's kind of a myth that, that we're all just these wild killers. Well, of course, many of our first responders in this country are former servicemen and women. Yeah, absolutely. Here in uh, Colleen. We're a military town, and, and a lot of our firemen and police officers and EMT professionals are, are former military. How could the average person help on this issue? In Texas, we've started uh, Operation Trapped, and our goal is to collect, collect 1,000 used pill bottles from 1,000 individual veterans, and each veteran will put inside the pill bottle a little piece of paper with his or her name, branch of service, dates of service, combat operations, if that's applicable, and their service-connected disabilities. And then we're going to display these 1,000 pill bottles at our Capitol in Austin during the 2017 legislative session. I've also written a letter to Governor Abbott requesting that he meet with six veterans who will represent our veterans movement in Texas on Veterans Day 2016, and we're going to ask 1,000 veterans to co-sign that letter to Governor Abbott. And so we hope with Operation Trapped and our letter to the governor to involve many more veterans in the movement in Texas who are closeted right now and, and kind of afraid to speak up. But as they see more and more veterans getting involved, then they will, you know, they'll get the courage and the encouragement to join the movement. Many people would consider Texas to be hostile territory. What kind of reception have you gotten in your state? We have great reception from the citizens. We have great reception. For the very first time, uh, we marched. Our veterans marched in the Austin Veterans Day Parade this year on Veterans Day. And we had uh, 30 people marching. We had 22 veterans and about 12 non-veteran family members and supporters. And we marched carrying this huge banner that says, Texas veterans support medical marijuana. And we marched up Congress Avenue in this huge Veterans Day parade. It's a great tradition in Austin. And as we passed the reviewing stand, we were announced as Texas veterans who support a medical marijuana program in Texas. And all the way up Congress Avenue, this huge crowd 
applauded us and gave us thumbs up and came out into the street to shake our hand. We just had tremendous support from all the people who were there to watch the Veterans Day Parade. And, of course, these are you know very traditional people, very conservative people, people who support the military, and they all just really supported us marching with that sign for medical marijuana. So we know we have tremendous support from the citizens of Texas. The issue is we don't have ballot initiative in Texas, so we have to go through our legislature. Mm-hmm. We believe that we have about one-third of the legislators on our side now that are at least sympathetic to reforming marijuana laws, so we have to keep working that till we reach the number of half plus one, and then we can get some legislation passed. I am speaking with David Bass, Veteran Outreach Coordinator for the Texas Chapter of the National Organization for Former Marijuana Laws. We're going to take another quick break. Hear a word from our sponsors and come back with a final question. Stick with us. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, more flavor. com, your guide to the cannabis business world. com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now... Back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with David Bass from Texas Normal. David, how can folks find out more about Texas Normal and the struggle to get veterans legal access to medical-grade cannabis? We have a coalition in Texas, and quite a few organizations belong to it. It's called Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy. So I encourage people to go to that website, and they will see Operation Trapped and our other veterans' initiatives there. It is TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org, and we have all of our normal chapters are in the coalition. We have the law enforcement agents who are for cannabis reform, who are part of that organization, Republicans Against Marijuana Prohibition. Patient Alliance for Cannabis Therapeutics. So we have uh, almost 30 organizations as part of our coalition now. So I encourage people to check out our website. 
And the other thing I wanted to say is we're getting really positive media coverage in Texas. We did a press conference after the Veterans Day parade at the Vietnam Veterans Monument to announce Operation Trapped, and we had five television stations, including the Spanish-speaking television stations, show up. And they gave us excellent and 100% positive coverage. So every time we get media coverage in Texas, it's always positive. David Bass, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us today. I appreciate so much. You know, you're doing such important work, and you're just taking the bull by the horns. And I want to thank you also for your bold service to our country. Good luck on all your endeavors, and stay in touch, man. Thank you, Vivian. I appreciate it. We'll be looking for you at HempFest this year. Hey, I want to come out there, man. I've heard so much good things about it. Let's do it. Take care, bro. All right, man. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of him presented on CannabisRadio.com, and that is the quote of the week, and here it is. When the peace treaty is signed, the war is not over for the veterans or the family. It's just starting. And that is from American author, businessman, and decorated Marine veteran Carl Marlantes. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Email me at hemppresent at gmail.com with anything. Spam me, curse me, send me lust letters. Just email me. Now get ready. I'm going to give that email again in a few seconds. I want to thank my control room goddess Hannah and God Brasco and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers and, of course, my pragmatic producers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee with some special hempazapian on a journey to justice. And if you're smelling what we're selling here on Hemp Present, you can become a proud sponsor of the working class hempazapian's best defender here on CannabisRadio.com, your source for the force of freedom. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, stay strong, stand tall, and take it easy, my friends. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plan, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.